This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, you know, it's Valentine's Day on Tuesday. Have you thought about something special for that special someone? I'm Martin Strong, and I have a good idea for you. It involves music. And we'll talk to the folks at the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra about all the plans they have for the next week and for the rest of the 104th season. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Do you know whether or not that piece of clothing that you're wearing was made using child labor? Not many of us do. And according to the Canadian Ombudsperson for Responsible Enterprise, even the Canadian clothing companies have limited awareness about whether child labor is being used as part of their global supply chains. A new report says Canada should adopt mandatory human rights and environmental due diligence legislation to make sure clothing companies can successfully address human rights risks within their operations. A recent report by World Vision Canada found the value of Canadian imports of products at risk of being produced by child labor or forced labor totaled almost $48 billion in 2021. Are you and your family watching Netflix all across the country and everybody's using your password? Well, not for long. Netflix Canada is rolling out its long-anticipated plans to crack down on password sharing. The streaming platform dropped the news on Wednesday. They want to limit the use of a single account to just one household. You'll soon have to pay an extra $7.99 to keep any profile belonging to someone who lives outside of that one primary address. And this is particularly stressful for students in university campuses, for example, who are using their parents' their parents' Netflix account. Uh, also, frequent travelers who log in outside of their home, as well as friend groups and families sharing an account. The basic and ad-supported plans will not be able to add more members at all. The news has not gone over well with Netflix users across the country. Many subscribers went to social media to complain and declare they were canceling their Netflix accounts altogether. The BC Lumber Trade Council says it is aware of President Joe Biden's recent comments calling for limits on non-American lumber in major infrastructure projects in the U.S. Biden made the call for limits in Wednesday night's State of the Union address. The council which represents the majority of lumber producers here in the province, says Biden's comments are a little bit concerning. They point out that lumber demand in the states often exceeds the needs of that country's domestic suppliers, and wood harvested and milled here in Canada largely fills that gap. And we've been hearing a lot about big musical stars selling their catalogs for hundreds of millions of dollars, like Bob Dylan, Neil Young, David Crosby, and Bruce Springsteen. They've all done that in recent years and really cashed in. But even some musicians closer to home are doing well in that department. Singer and songwriter and North Van native Tobias Gesso Jr. You may not know the name, but you've heard his songs most definitely. He's just sold the rights for part of his catalog to a prominent music investment company. And Jesso Jr. is pretty hot right now. He won a Grammy last week for Songwriter of the Year. 
this acquisition by the song, the publishing company includes his share of songs that he co-wrote like When We Were Young by Adele, Alive by Sia, and Slow Hands by Niall Horan. And uh, he's written some big ones, and I recommend his, uh, his solo album, Tobias Gesso Jr. It's called Goon from 2015. If you like that kind of Harry Nielsen, Randy Newman-style singer-songwriter stuff, you'd like that. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and when we come back, it's Valentine's Day, and they have a lot planned at the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. We'll find out what when the uh, Vancouver Consumer Show continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And you know, Valentine's Day is Tuesday. And if you're looking to buy a gift or find something really special, and I mean really special, not just bottle of wine and some flower special. I mean really special. Think about music, you know, the symphony. And we just happen to have a world-class symphony right here in town. It's the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. And uh, with me right now to talk about uh, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra and how uh, Valentine's Day can fit in with the VSO. It's the CEO and president of the VSO and the VSO School of Music, Angela Elster. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Angela. Hi, how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you, Martin. And it's always a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, and uh, I should mention VancouverSymphony.ca is the website and the new VSO app which works with uh, all your devices, uh, you can get that too. Um, well, I want to talk about all the cool stuff that's going on I, uh, as your 103rd season, right? 104th. 104th, excuse me. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it goes by so fast. Um, I know, well, 100... especially these last few years, haven't they been completely strange? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's like a weird, hazy memory the last few years. I am focused purely in, you know, frontward and not in the rearview mirror. But Valentine's Day is Tuesday. So um, let's talk about how the VSO fits in with Valentine's Day. And here, here's a question. What makes going to a VSO concert at the Orpheum the perfect date night? What a Wonderful question. Well, I would I would say that any time you come to the Orpheum uh, or any of the other lower mainland venues to hear and experience the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, um, it's emotional. I mean, music is emotional. Music ties to our heart and soul. But what makes it very special about this Valentine's Day coming up is that we've curated a performance that takes you into the heart of Paris. Tonight, uh, for example, we have Piaf Symphonique, and it's the final performance at the Orpheum starring French vocalist Nathalie Lermite and her musicians direct from France, five musicians direct from France, and it features all of Edith Piaf's iconic hits, including, of course, the famous La Vie en Rose. And, and you know, you've, you feel like you've been transported to Paris, and this is Edith Piaf. Yeah. I guess it it's doesn't beautiful. get much 
doesn't get much more romantic than Edith Piaf. Yes, absolutely. You you feel you've been transported into one of the most romantic and loved cities in the world, Paris. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm holding myself back from singing, but songs like La Vie en Rose. Um, Such I a mean, beautiful piece. Yeah, it's great. And this um, uh, this series, this one uh, finishes tonight. The Edith Piaf on the. PF mm-hmm. Symphonique. But coming up, you have like a Aretha Franklin, a tribute to Aretha Franklin. That sounds really good coming up. Yes. Uh, that's another, I would say, emotional, emotion filled performance with the amazing Aretha Franklin. We've had a number of um, tribute concerts. We had a Joni Mitchell concert. With Sarah Sleen, we had a Frank Sinatra concert, and now the Piaf concert, and then and then Aretha coming up. So it's just wonderful to immerse ourselves in in the the music of these really great musicians. Yeah, and you can buy t- buy tickets for upcoming concerts and give those as a Valentine's Day gift. That's correct. A, yep, at yeah. VancouverSymphony.ca, as you said. So tonight is the final performance for Edith Piaf, but the other performances, are, of course, are still available, and it's a great Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, and, you know, talking about going to see a concert at the VSO, because it, it's, it's so special, and I'm really into the analog. I, I'm, I'm a record collector and yeah. I like listening to records and sometimes the records that are completely analog they have no digital link in the chain there's something that sounds so warm about them and when you go see a symphony orchestra every time I see the symphony I'm struck by oh I hear I hear classical music all the time on TV and all that but when you hear it live it's pure analog sound and it really, you mentioned it's very moving because the music itself is moving. But, but when those vibrations go directly from the instruments to your ears, there's something really, really magical about that. And I think it's really important that people go to the VSO. Yeah, I would totally agree. It, you know, we have all become very used to virtual over the course of the last few years, uh, virtual meetings, virtual music, and it's, it strikes me that coming into a live performance, now more than ever, we feel the difference. We experience the difference. So as you say, the music comes direct to your ears. I think it actually comes direct to your entire body. Um, and it's a collective experience. You know, you're sitting in the Orpheum with 2,000 other people having similar or parallel experiences. And that's an energy on its own as well. Yeah, that's very true. And and you go see a, a rock band and it's, you know, the, the band is playing together and there's yes. something very special about that. And the symphony, it's, uh, you know, like a hundred people playing together. And it's the, the sort of dramatic tension of that is just so great. I just uh, love it's the VSO. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So um, as as you say, it's the 104th season. You're right in the thick of it. And and coming up, because it's February, is your biggest fundraiser of the year, the Vancouver Symphony Gala. Uh, so uh, it must be good because for the first time in, what, three years, people are going to be there in person for the gala. 
Absolutely. Uh, the return of the Vancouver Symphony Gala, uh, we're very excited about it. It's February 23rd, and we used tonight's concert, La Vie en Rose, as our springboard to the theme of the gala. So the gala is An Evening in Paris, La Vie en Rose, and it's just filled with the romance of Paris. It's an unforgettable evening with a champagne reception, dinner, fine wine, silent and live auctions, um, VSO performance, so, you know, up close and personal to the VSO. And then there's the special treat of dancing to the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. When do you get that um, experience uh, in your life? So a wonderful tribute to Paris, to Vancouver, to the theme of we're back, we're playing. It's an evening of unbelievable um, excitement and inspiration and raises very much needed funds for the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra and the VSO School of Music. Yeah, so the the uh, experience of going to the gala, it's kind of like uh, being an insider because you're, you're seeing a bunch of music being performed, but you're also schmoozing and you're, you're kind of like one of the insiders at this, the VSO. Yes, it's up close and personal with the musicians, and we have some special guest artists, and um, we have a, a surprise flash mob. I'm not going to give away everything, but it, it's directly from Ryan Reynolds' movie Spirited, which uh, came out just before the holidays. And, you know, if any, I've, I've tweeted, Ryan Reynolds, if you're out there, Ryan, come to the gala on the 23rd of February at the convention center and help us uh, with this incredible flash mob of, um, of music from, from spirited. Yeah. So that gala is February 23rd. Go to Vancouver symphony.ca for all the information you need. And you mentioned uh, the event is crucial because it supports so much about what the VSO does. Uh, tell us about where that money goes to. So, as you know, we have um, this, as you have already articulated, a world-class orchestra, uh, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. We're the largest arts organization west of Toronto. Um, and, as, and, you know, I believe, really, in my heart, a pillar in this community. So, uh, it raises, this gala raises money to uh, employ the musicians of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, the great guest artists. Um, who come to be with us for our concerts, as we've already stated. And, uh, of course, the VSO School of Music, the only orchestra in Canada with its own dedicated music school. We also have music education programs in the school divisions, the school boards across the Lower Mainland, uh, kids' concerts and education concerts, and new this year, relaxed performances for families, with neurodiverse individuals uh, and and those who would like a more relaxed concert experience. So all of what we're trying to move forward as a pillar in this community is supported on February 23rd at La Vion Rose, the gala of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra at the Convention Centre. I love it. Angela Elster is our guest. She's the CEO of the VSO. And at last year's gala, uh, you started this new tradition of the Gold Baton Award. Tell us about that. It was so exciting. You know, over the course of the pandemic, we realized 
more and more how important music is. And we also realized how artists, musicians were struggling. You know, all of their gigs were cancelled all of a sudden. And so we wanted to thank artists across Canada, musicians across Canada, and especially those who've contributed to music in this wonderful country. And so we created the Gold Baton Award, which is sponsored by Gold Royalty. And our first uh, inaugural uh, recipient of the Gold Baton Award was none other than Paul Schaefer. And he also received Vancouver's Best Rose Plaque from the BC Entertainment Hall of Fame. And we are continuing this tradition now. uh, And our two special Gold Baton Award recipients are the eclectic Misha Brueger-Gossman-Lee, who will be there in person to receive the reward, and she'll also be performing with the VSO at the gala. And um, the great Oscar Peterson, uh, his wife, Kelly Peterson, will be here to receive the Gold Baton Award for Oscar Peterson, and he and Misha Brueger-Gossman-Lee will also be awarded uh, the Vancouver's Favourite Rose Plaque Award from the BC Entertainment Hall of Fame. Very cool. February 23rd is the gala. Go to uh, vancouversymphony.ca for information on tickets. And uh, I like the way you pronounce Misha Berger Ghostman Lee. You make it sound so easy because that's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> she's, she's, her, her name ref, really reflects her um, really eclectic uh, human nature and uh, her her musicianship. You know, she's not only, she is a wonderful opera singer and classical musical singer, but also spirituals and jazz. And she's a wonderful humanitarian. And she's Canadian, which is cool. And she sure is Canadian. Yeah. We're talking to Angela Elster, the CEO and president of the VSO and the VSO School of Music. And uh, if you're looking for a Valentine's Day gift, something to do that's that's kind of special and romantic, go to vancouversymphony.ca. And when we come back on Vancouver Con- Consumer, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about uh, what the symphony orchestra is offering. Um, see if they've been in any big Hollywood movies lately, been mentioned, because uh, that, that happens. Uh, that's all coming up when uh, Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw welcome back i'm martin strong and on this edition of vancouver consumer this afternoon we're talking about music and not just any music symphony orchestra music and uh the world-class vancouver symphony orchestra the vso and our guest is our friend angela elster the ceo and president of the vso and the vso school of music we're kind of talking about uh valentine's day and if you go to vancouversymphony.ca, you can find out all the stuff they have going on. Like tonight, it's the Edith Piaf. Uh, it's called the Piaf Symphonique, and that's going on tonight. And there's all sorts of stuff. And uh, I mentioned earlier about Hollywood movies. I still haven't seen Tar yet, but it's all about the the world of symphony orchestras. And they actually mention the VSO in it. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that was wonderful. Um, the, the the sentence that Kate Blanchett uh, states in the middle of the movie is she's she's searching for an assistant conductor, and she said, "I'd like someone like Andrew Crust who supports Maestro Otto Tausk at the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra." <laughs> it's so. I hope that's what they show at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Hopefully, that's the clip during the that's Oscars. The clip, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I love that. And we were talking about the gala, uh, the gala that's coming up on the 23rd of February. And you can go to uh, VancouverSymphony.ca and uh, see them uh, give away the Golden Baton Award. Um, And uh, Canadian soprano Misha Bruger-Ghostman-Lee is part of that. And uh, that's kind of exciting to see her she's a canadian soprano and are there any other chances for us to hear misha perform with the vso absolutely yes uh prior to the gala on february 23rd uh you can hear misha perform with uh our music director otto tausk who's in town and she'll be performing with the vso uh this not this weekend this is the piaf weekend but next weekend next weekend the 17th and 18th of February, and um, it's a great performance of Berlioz's The Death of Cleopatra and uh, Beethoven's Leonore Overture Number no. 3 and Bartok's Concerto for Orchestra, and of course starring our special guest artist, Misha Bruger-Gosman Lee. And if you're out of town, you can also stream the performance live on VSO Online. And um, streaming passes are only $15, and you've got 72 hours to watch the concert. And again, streaming is not quite like being in the audience, but it's live. It's not pre-recorded and patched. Uh, it's really, it's the live experience. You know, so yeah. it's, if, it, if it's, you, you hear the applause, you feel the excitement, and if something goes wrong, you witness that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that part of the appeal that something might go wrong? I guess that kind of gives it a little extra juice. I think it, it really gives it an edge for all of us, and including the performers. They know this is live streamed. It gives that little extra adrenaline to get it all right. Yeah, I think that in this world we live in now, a lot of stuff is taped. And if you know that it's taped, there's no danger there. And uh, not That's that. Right. I mean, have you ever, exp- I've, I've never heard of this happening, and, and any time I've ever experienced the VSO, it's been pretty much flawless, but have you ever experienced things going wrong at the symphony, like something falling over, or I guess, when's the last time that's happened? Well, um, there are some wonderful YouTube videos uh, of other orchestras where things have gone <laughs> wrong. For instance, you know, a, a conductor losing his baton or uh, a timpanist's uh, mallet hitting another musician in the head and things like that. I've never experienced that with the VSO, but I can tell you, um, and, it, and it, you know, I'm not sharing anything um, that's a secret, but when Sarah Sleen was here um, a few months ago uh, singing the Joni Mitchell, Mitchell tribute, she became very ill, and she, she had been ill the morning of, of the performance and didn't know if she could go on stage and um, did and performed flawlessly in the first half, but she could not sing the last piece and she ran backstage 
and I held her head as she was sick and we didn't think she could go out uh, for the second half. She, we gave her some Gatorade, some water, and I said, Sarah, what would Joni Mitchell do? And she said she'd smoke a cigarette and get right back on stage, and she did. Wow, that's a cool story. I love that. <laughs> The sh- the show must go on. It so that's what you, that's what you get if you stream the performance live on VSO online. Go to uh, VancouverSymphony.ca. The streaming passes are only fifteen bucks, and the great thing is you have seventy two hours to watch the concert as well if you don't see it live. So that's pretty cool. Um, and another concert that's coming up is uh, is Car- I don't know if I'm saying this right, Carmina Barana, and this is. Yeah, oh, good. And this is uh, a very, very popular choral piece because if you don't know the name Carmina Barana, um, it that's the one with is it O Fortuna? It's the it's the the music that's yes. in movies all the time. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, it's written by Carl Orff, the composer, and and, and also music educator. Uh, there's a whole. Uh, there's a whole platform of music education around the world that's called Karlorf um, Music for Children. And it's uh, really quite eclectic. It's uh, percussion and voice and poetry and dance. And you see all of that reflected in Carmina Burana. Um It's pronounced many different ways. Your way was fine. I pronounce <laughs> it Carmina Burana. Oh. And O Fortuna is the beginning. It, it's the theme, which means O Fortune, and it serves both as a, a prologue and an epilogue. And it frames the three main movements. And it's powerful. It's all about luck and fate. It's very, very edgy. And, you know, it's been in so many movies and so many commercials. I'm uh, just off the top of my head. Glee, Cheaper by the Dozen, The X Factor, Domino Commercial, Super Bowl, uh, Flash Mob, G-Force, Commercial for Carlton Beer, uh, Britain's Got Talent, Commercial for Gatorade. The moment, if you think you've never heard Carmina Burana, the moment, opens you you know you've heard it many many times in many movies um and it's really a statement for us that we're back it's arguably the most popular choral piece of the 20th century um we're going to have 220 musicians on the orpheum stage that night yeah because and it's that i i really i hesitate to do this but it's that bum 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 and it's quite uh, yes it's very very good yeah. It's very, very moving. And I, I looked it up, actually, uh, when I knew we were going to be talking today. Yesterday, I looked it up online. And it's a it's a beautiful piece. And there's a lot more than just the bum, bum, bum. There's oh, yes. like singing. And it's it's just just amazing. Uh, so that that that's really, really cool. And that's coming up. Uh, uh, so it's find out the 4th and 25th. Right. Yeah. So it's go not to, to be missed, honestly, Martin. I, I I say to everyone who's listening, this is a concert not to be missed. It's a total immersive, immersing experience of vocal. Uh, we've got four strong soloists from across the country. Um, it's just such a powerful and edgy work. It's really, really edgy. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, and like you say, it hasn't been performed here since 2014 so it's kind of special yeah, almost a decade yeah, yeah. so when you're talking iconic works like that one 
Carmina Barana. Uh, another one from the 20th century is Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, and that's being performed in April on the 11th and 12th at the Orpheum and the Bell Performing Arts Centre in Surrey. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about the history of uh, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring and the controversy uh, surrounding this when it uh, was first performed. This is a cool, cool story. It is a cool story. And actually, as we talk and speak about all of the performances, I keep seeing a thread. You know, we started with Piaf and we talked about the, the gala on the 23rd of February. And we talked about Carmina Burana and, and now the Rite of Spring. And all of this, all of these, the, the common thread is really forward thinking, really edgy, really controversial. And the Rite of Spring tops it all. Um, you know, it's 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 Stravinsky's Rite of Spring was performed uh, in May uh, 1913 for the first time, and he specifically, you know, wanted the music not to sound good, but to sound different. You know, the harmonies weren't right. It was made people uncomfortable, and it actually caused a riot in Paris in May 19. Uh, 1913 and um, it was so controversial because his his the, the composer Stravinsky had just scored a massive hit in the previous year with Petrusha. Petrushka it was a ballet but it was with three puppets but it was about love and jealousy and human emotion and now this rite of spring really was out there um, apparently people in the audience yelled out you know in French call a doctor um, people are getting sick. <laughs> it was even the, the costuming and the dancers were awkward and clunky, um, but it's a powerful work. Uh, you know, the same kind of um, edginess that Carmina Burana has. And yes, it's being performed April 11th and 12th at the Orpheum and at the Bell Centre. And uh, Maestro Tausk, our amazing music director, will be um, conducting. It's very punk rock for classical yes. music. Very yeah. punk rock. I like that. Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, and as you say, uh, April 11th and 12th. And uh, in the two minutes we have left, let's uh, talk about some of the, the great other stuff that's coming up, uh, like West Side Story in concert. Yes, we've got West Side Story in concert, and that's, as you know, um, we've brought in many films over the past few years, so you actually see the movie and the musicians are playing live, so there's, there's April 22nd and 23rd, West Side Story, not to be missed, and our new music featuring uh, works by Missy Mazzoli and Vancouver's own Marcus Goddard, uh, March 23rd and May 20th at the Annex, so that's for new music being created right now and then distant worlds uh, music from final fantasy april 14th and 15th and vancouver's own said the whale with the vso on april 19th so very eclectic again a broad range there's music for everyone well, an awesome lineup as always, and uh, I urge everybody to go to vancouversymphony.ca and find out what they have to offer. It's a it's a, a crucial part of our community, 
and our culture and the VSO is is always something very special. And Angela Elster, the CEO and president of the VSO and the VSO School of Music, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us this afternoon. Thank you, Martin. It's always a pleasure. And see you at the concert hall. Uh, I will. I'll see you there. I'm Martin Strong. Okay. And when we come back, uh, we just heard about some great ideas for Valentine's Day. Taking your special someone to a night at the symphony orchestra sounds very romantic. Coming up, some other ideas what to do before and after the show, uh, including erotic waffles. I'll explain that when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And after a few lean years because of COVID, Vancouver is up and running again with lots of stuff to do for Valentine's Day. Here's some ideas like love lights. It's back at Capilano Suspension Bridge on now until the 26th of February. Pretty spectacular with Valentine's themed lights transforming the entire park. You can enjoy the glow of the suspension bridge, uh, what they call the treetops adventure and the cliff walks Arc de Lumina plus special activities for romantics of all ages. And on weekends throughout February, you can visit the uh, Raptors Ridge Birds of Prey and enjoy live music in the park. You can even enter for a chance to win a two-night stay at Cathedral Mountain Lodge in the Canadian Rockies. Tickets for that are all available online, all part of the Capilano Suspension Bridge. And if you want something a little more indoorsy, how about a romantic movie for Valentine's Day? The Retro Hollywood Theater, recently renovated in uh, Kitsilino on Broadway, is showing the Leo DiCaprio movie Romeo and Juliet. But it's not just a regular night out at the movies. You'll have cocktails, a delicious share plate from the restaurant Nuba, which is excellent, and then a screening of the most romantic story of all time, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, except it's the cool Hollywood version with Leo DiCaprio. It's on Halloween night. There's two screenings, 6 p.m. and 9.15 p.m. The price is between 69 and 89 bucks plus some fees. You can find the Hollywood Cinema website and buy tickets for what they're calling dinner and a movie. Uh, and the hardcore romantics will like this one, the opera. Vancouver Opera presents Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. That's a good opera for Valentine's Day. There's lots of magic potions, love triangles, and mistaken identities. That goes tonight and Thursday night, and then Sunday the 19th at 2 in the afternoon. It's all at the Queenie Theatre. And if you're feeling spicy this Valentine's Day, how about some X-rated waffles? That's what you'll get at Vancouver's 7-inch Waffle House. The dessert shop is launching a new line of waffles just in time for Valentine's Day, complete with add-on chocolate-dipped strawberries for a limited time. So in addition to their notorious phallic, not-safe-for-work waffles, guests can also try out their cream pie waffles. And for those with alternative diets, there are plenty of plant-based options to choose from as well. And isn't just having a, a phallic waffle kind of uh, uh, an alternative diet? I'm not sure. Uh, Seven Inch is currently open from Tuesday to Sunday on Broadway, and their Richmond location is under renovation. So you can go to seveninchwafflehouse.com for all the information you need 
on erotic waffles. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. I'm Martin Strong. You can always get a hold of me on Twitter at Marty Strong. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. And stay tuned because the news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.